Hey, welcome back to Pigeonhole Hockey. This is Chris, and today is co-host Sebastian. Hello, hello. And you know us, we're just a goal and a goon that's taken one too many pucks at the head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think, and also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So Sebastian, the Utah Outliers and the Ogden Mustangs, as they wrap up their regular season USPHL play in the Mountain Division, the Mustang Saturday night game was a blast. Troja, the 20-year-old Croatian sensation, was in net for the Ogden Mustangs. And Kyle Kosma, the 20-year-old out of Vaughan, Ontario, was in net for the Utah Outliers. You move into the first period. <laughs> it did not take long for Utah to get on the board. Just 20 seconds into the game, a giveaway in the neutral zone. Luke Volkman fires one on the net. And he doesn't miss. The 20-year-old out of Hurton, Germany, makes it one nothing for Utah. Yeah, and I think for Ogden, obviously, this is uh, one not the way you wanted to start it, and especially for Troja, right? It's a bit of a soft goal, and I think uh, this was something where, you know, you wanted to shake off quickly and uh, and uh, move on from what happened. I can't say it, was the, it wasn't a great shot. It's definitely a stoppable goal there by Troja. But about with just under seven minutes remaining in the first Luke Volkman, again, makes a sick move, entering the zone and passes it cross ice to Nicholas Schwab, the 18-year-old from Lake Villa, Illinois, and he puts it past Troja, 2-0 Utah. Yeah, like I said, it was a nice little slick move at the the blue line uh, to kind of drag the defender and then kind of just opened up like he was going to shoot, made a beauty pass and uh, easy tipping goal there for a 2-0 lead. Ogden gets a tripping penalty, and on the ensuing power play, once again, Luke Volkman, if I, if you haven't heard his name already, I've mentioned it a couple times in this podcast, he puts one past Troja, Utah's up three to nothing. Yeah, and obviously the penalty didn't help. This was the D-zone breakdown by Ogden that uh, ends up with the puck in the back of their net. Just how things go, but, uh, you know, 3 nothing at the end of the first. Ogden's got to find a way back, but we move into the second period. Just a couple minutes into the second, Utah gets called for tripping and on a suing power play. The Waconia Wizard, 19-year-old Jack Jones from Waconia, Minnesota, pulls Ogden within two. It is to 3-1 Utah. Yeah, and this was some great puck movement by uh, Ogden before this, and then they ends up on uh, Jack's stick and with a beauty snipe to... Uh, Put uh, Ogden on the board. A couple minutes remaining in the second period. Utah gets called for a slashing penalty. In the ensuing penalty kill, <laughs> Utah breaks out of the zone. And then a horrible giveaway. Honestly, this is a horrible giveaway. The defensive blue line by Ogden. Utah makes them pay. Matthew Kwepke. I want to say your name is Kwepke. Reach out if I'm pronouncing it horribly wrong. But Matthew Kwepke. The 18-year-old out of Vernon Hills, Illinois, puts a pass Troja 4-1, Utah. Yeah, and this was just an unfortunate mistake, and usually unfortunate mistakes end up in the back of your net, and that's exactly what happened here. Just over two minutes into the third, Utah breaks out of their zone. On the effort of Josh Harrell, the 20-year-old out of Libertyville, Illinois, John McLaughlin buries one pass Troja. Utah's up 5-1. to one. Yeah, and, you know, this is... Um... This is just one of those I call the gas factor. So it's the give a shoot uh, to be the clean version factor. And I think that uh, Utah just had a little bit more gas factor in this one that uh, ended up in the back of the net. With about three quarters of the third period wrapped up, Seth Jones, a 19-year-old out of Boise, Idaho, takes it from behind his own net, 
marches down into Utah zone and pulls Ogden within three. It is five to two Utah. Yeah, and this is just a great individual for end to end by Seth Jones here. Uh, goes in, just rips a beauty shot. Um, you know, when when the kid's that confident, it's hard to stop. Just over a minute later, Finney feeds a pass over to Kid Herrera, and the 18-year-old Yank pulls Ogden within two. It is five to three. Yeah, and you know, like I like I always pretty shots on that get you paid, and this wasn't this didn't look very dangerous, but uh, a shot in the net end up in the back of the net. A uh, hard fought battle after that. But that's where the goals ended. Again, Utah for the fourth victory in a row over Ogden. That was it. Five to three. The Tendies wrapped it up with Trohop stopping 31 of 36 and Kozma stopping 21 of 24. So we move right into Sunday afternoon's game. Again, right back in Ogden. It's Trohop versus Kozma. No surprise. We move into the first period. About halfway into the first, a brutal, <laughs> just a brutal giveaway. In the Utah defensive zone, leads to the first goal of the afternoon as Kid Herrera makes them pay. Ogden's up one nothing. Yeah, this is just a really sloppy play by the defenseman. Um, I'm sure he had a nice chat with the coach when he got back to bench about where his head was in the game because uh, doesn't really take a look, just throws a puck across his own zone, and uh, Utah buries it. Ogden absolutely just takes advantage of Utah's giveaway there, and they just crush him on that. But just about five minutes later, Utah didn't learn from the first go around on a bad giveaway in the defensive zone, and Ogden picks off yet another terrible defensive zone giveaway, and it's 2 nothing Ogden on a goal by Seth Jones. Yeah, I mean, there's you know there's there's terrible passes, and there's terrible passes to good players. Uh, this is just a terrible pass to one of the, you know, hottest scoring, you know, Ogden players, and, you know, when you put a puck on Seth Jones' stick in the zone like that, you know he's going to score, and uh, he puts them up 2 nothing. You move into the second period. A bulk of the second period actually passes without a goal until a high sticking is called on Utah. And with just over six minutes remaining in the second, 17-year-old out of Mesa, Arizona, Tucker Thorstad makes no mistake on a beautiful play. 3 nothing Ogden. Yeah, and this is just you know the, the typical power play, the umbrella set up, um, set up perfectly that leads to a beautiful goal. Um, you know, when they're watching film uh, tonight or tomorrow and they're looking over the power play, I think they'll be very happy with this one. Yeah, no, it was, it was a great play. And so you move forward in the game. Ogden also gets itself into penalty trouble with a slashing penalty and with just over three minutes remaining in the second. The 20-year-old out of Abbotsford, British Columbia, Liam Tivers, blasts a pass from the blue line and Utah is back within two. It's three to one Ogden. Yeah, again, this is just a beautiful power play set up here. Um, I think they, they did exactly what they want to do with the puck, and uh, it's it's always good when your power play is clicking. No, absolutely. We move into the third period. Ogden once again finds itself a man down due to an elbowing penalty, and on the ensuing power play, once again, Liam Tivers, the British Columbian kid, pulls his outliers within one. It is now three to two. Yeah, and I think this is just kind of what their power play wants to do, right? They want to move the puck from side to side for a quick shot. They had a man in front of the net for the tip, and uh, it's pretty much exactly what they did with their last goal. Absolutely, and then less than a minute later, <laughs> some miscommunication between the outliers behind the net leads to a defensive zone giveaway, and the 18-year-old out of Fremont, California, Jake, not from State Farm Mirror, makes them pay it as 4-2 to Ogden. Yeah, and I think if uh, Utah coach is going to hear what I'm about to say, I think they would agree. I don't think this was a sloppy play in their defensive zone. I think at this point you're playing garbage in your defensive zone. Um, when you're just being that careless with the puck, you know, you're setting yourself up to lose, and, you know, puck ends up in the back of your net again. 
So with just over six minutes remaining uh, in the game, Utah is laying this pressure on, and Kate Herrera catches the defense sleeping. And Captain Finney finds him with a leading breakaway pass, and Herrera buries it. It is now 5-2 to two Ogden. Yeah, this was a perfect heads-up play. Took a look, saw him shrieking, tape-to-tape pass, and uh, ends up in the back of the net. And they kept fighting, and both teams kept battling. But at this point, that that's where the scoring ended. Kozma stopped 19-25, uh, to and Troja stopped 27-29. That's a great way. Honestly, for Ogden, that was a great way to finish the season. Ogden and Utah will be facing off for the three-game series next weekend. The, what is it, the 6th or the 8th? Today's the 1st of March. So the 5th through the 7th, possibly, if it goes to three games. Either team could win both the first two games, and Sunday's game wouldn't be necessary. But as a three-game series this weekend coming up, I've already got my tickets for Friday and Saturday to sit in the Rodney Row and Dude, I'm I'm excited for these playoffs. I want to see them in Virginia. I want to see them go all the way to the the, the finals. Yeah, and I think um, if these last couple of series that they played against each other have anything, it's just to show us that you know Ogden's going in there on paper as the higher ranked team, but you know the way Utah's been playing, uh, they've been playing mean, they've been playing big, they've been playing fast. Uh, you know they're really going to put Ogden on the edge of their seat, and it's not going to be an easy walk for Ogden here. And uh, you know it's going to be some exciting playoff hockey because you never want to see you know the number one team walk somebody. And this is one of the ones where you know I, I'm going to be cheering here for Ogden. But if Utah won, I mean it, it, it's probably because they battled harder. Utah is a really well-built team. They're a big team. They're a strong team. They've come on. They've come on at the end of the season, and these are these are really well-built teams. They're big. They're strong. They're fierce. And Utah and Ogden is going to be an excellent series, and the best team will win. As a Mustangs fan, I'm not thrilled <laughs> to face them. I'm excited for any one of these Mountain Division teams to uh, make it to Virginia. I'm rooting for our Mountain Division teams, man, whether that's Ogden or Utah or Pueblo, or Northern Colorado. This is my division in the USPHL. Like, I love these teams. I love, it's all we've gotten to see this season because of COVID. I love the players on these teams. I think it's been a blast to watch these teams all season long, and the, and the passion, and the, and the fighting, and the season that was kind of restricted. If you're playing on the Mustangs right now, or the Outliers, or any team in the USPHL, or USHL, or so you're playing up there in Canada and in, in, in the Canadian college divisions, or you're playing over there in, you know, some of the lower level leagues in Russia or Sweden or Europe. These are the good old days. And when you're in your 40s, your 50s, you're going to be talking about the shenanigans you saw in the locker room. You're going to talk about the pranks on the bus. It's it's a brotherhood. It's a sisterhood. It's hockey. These are the times of your life. So right now, if you're on the Ogden Mustangs or the Utah Outliers or any of the Mountain Division teams or the USPHL teams, or you're playing in the EOJHL or the MHL or the Junior Women's Hockey League, these girls and guys in the locker room with you are going to be the people you're talking about for the next 15, 20, 30, 40 years. It doesn't seem like it now. They're living the best time of their lives. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. When I think back about playing hockey, you know, even just going back to like way back in the minor hockey days, you know, staying in those in those hotels with your teammates, you know, you get to go away from home. Um, you know, the, the the crap you'd pull there, you know, your parents would be yelling at you, go to bed, you know, it's one o'clock and you've got a six o'clock puck drop or something. 
Uh, but, you know, at the same time, I think you get, you're so excited. You're with your teammates. It's that bonding experience. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I, I laugh because I, I think about minor hockey and I think of a story where I went to college and just happened to go to college with one of the kids I played defense with in minor hockey. Um, that year, I think we, going other than tournaments, we didn't lose a single game all year. It was just one of those teams where they just clicked very well. And I mean, I, I, you know, on the ice, I could, he knew where I was and I knew where he was without even looking at each other. And we bumped into each other at college and it was like we were back in those days. So, you know, when you say that those people are going to be your friends, those people are really going to be your friends. It's, it's someone that, you know, it just a memory connects it to them. And no matter how far apart you are and how long ago you don't see each other, when you see each other, it's like that connection's there again. And, and it's true, you know, and, and I mean, and the actual quote is, and I, I looked it up um, from, you know, from the office is, um, I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days before you actually left them. And it's true. You know, if I could tell myself, hey, you know, this season was just a minor hockey season, wasn't anything crazy. But, you know, that no loss season, that that, that bond we had together, the fun. And we used to go to the rink two hours early just to hang out. Um, and luckily, our parents let us do it and our coaches let us do it. Uh, we just had a ton of fun. And, you know, it's something where, you know, I, I go to the rink now and I coach. And I'm still having a great time. But, you know, it's those memories that make me want to do those things. So for the for, you know, for the guys and girls that get to, to still play hockey right now, especially in the interrupted, uninterrupted season, sorry, um, you know, it, it's take all those memories in and know that, you know, one day you'll be sitting back like us, maybe at a podcast or just, you know, talking to your kids or grandkids. And it's going to be one of those things where, you know, those those memories are the easiest ones to come come to you because you just had such a good time. My last injury, I was playing with my British team and we were in Germany and I actually got injured and didn't know it during the championship game. And we won. I should have had a shutout. I was just overconfident and cocky. We were up five nothing. I tried to deflect a pass across ice and actually deflected it between my own legs. But I look back at my days with uh, those few years of traveling around uh, Wales and, and, and Scotland and England with, with my boys it was it was a good time. So honestly, it was a great weekend of games between Ogden and Utah. I'm really excited for the playoffs. This is uh Sebastian and Chris. Have a great day. And we'll catch you next time.